Welcome to Grab Life Big. Grab Life Big. The exclusive podcast for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic life. Or as a few of us say, badass rich guys who do epic shit. And now, your host, that's Hybin. If this is empty, this doesn't matter. That's your home. I'm always home. I'm on tour. Me too. You're doing great, dude. Telling true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. Is it my advice to you? And I know you think these guys are your friends. If you want to be a true friend to them, be honest and unmerciful. Wrong Tribe Confounds, The Right Tribe Compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires, a $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. All right, GoBros, welcome to the GoBro room. I got Mr. Jason Shimpa on the line, and we are going to get deep. Jason, welcome to the GoBro room. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the time. Hey, buddy, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself so they get to know you better? Like, you know, just like the day you were born till now. So we have, uh, I have a, a family of four. I have a beautiful wife. Her name is Linda and two kids. My son is 12. My daughter is 10. And we actually live in our camper and travel around the country. We've been on the road for uh, over three and a half years now, just traveling around and enjoying this beautiful country we have. We love to go to the national parks. We love to hike. Uh, yesterday we did a six mile hike on the Appalachian trail just outside of Asheville here. So, uh, we really, really, really work hard to put our family first in everything that we do. And we spend a significant amount of time, uh, in that space. So I think that's probably the the best thing I could share. That's amazing. We're going to find out all about that. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Titusville, Florida, which is right by Cocoa beach. And I uh, pretty much lived there my entire life until March of 2016, which is when we sold everything there and started our adventures. For your adult life, what? Did, how did you make money? I have always been in real estate. I got out of the bartending business, and uh, I've been a real estate salesperson, and now we have real estate and mortgage. And we've been doing that for, well, 21 years I've been selling real estate, and we had a mortgage business back 2000 to 2000, probably nine or 10 when the market crashed in Florida. And then we've just started that back up in the last few years. So we have a, we're kind of dual, if you will. That's awesome. And, and all of it's done from your camper. Correct. We have built the entire mortgage business from our, from our camper, from the ground up. Uh, my wife, my wife has the more of the hand in that. And, um, I was just reminding her the other day of what an amazing job she's done doing that because we homeschool our kids, we live in a camper, we travel around the country, and we went from zero in, in the company we were with to we were the number one branch in May, and so basically in two years, and we, we stay pretty consistent in the top five. 
What's so that, what do you mean top five? What, what is it, a net branch with a company or something? Yep. Yep. So out of all the branches, we're, we're usually in the top five. What company? Uh, Integrity Mortgage Group. They're out of uh, North Carolina here. And you're able to just, like, more or less docu-sign everything and anything and never have to physically meet anybody and do mortgage loans. Well, my wife is a non-producing branch manager, so she just, she just runs the shop. And uh, for the first time in our entire married life, my wife is a super high C. We've worked together on the same business. Our businesses have always complemented each other, but we've really worked hard this year to get to a place where we're working together with our strengths and talents on the same business at the same time. And it's been, it's, it's been really a great, great thing, not only for our marriage, but for our businesses as well. So we take our strengths, my strengths, and she does the uh, back-end systems, and I do the, the loving on them and encouraging, and it, it just works works very well. So that's your vertical income. That's your trading time for money, essentially. And you're able to do that from the road. As a matter of fact, we're talking right now. You're driving down the road in North Carolina. I pulled over, just so you know. I pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was pulling to a place to stop when we were, when we were dialing in. That's awesome. And, um, and you got that going. So let's talk about horizontal income. Uh, what is your horizontal income currently? We currently have zero. Oh, okay. And so, uh, that, that, okay. Has not, that has not been a, a focus of ours. But one of the things that I love about GoBundance is it's really caused me to, to stop and refocus some of the stuff. We've just been... We've been really focused on living our life. You know, that's, it's, it's been more important to us to, to go out and enjoy. And, and now we're, we're coming full circle in time to start investing again. We invested a bunch back in Florida, and then the, the market crashed, and we went through all of that shenanigans. So we're kind of ready to put our feet back into the, into the kitty, if you will. So let's, let, let me talk to you about this. So you live in a trailer. I mean... And your kids are 10 and 12. What does it cost? Like you don't, you only have, you know, you don't have a bunch of cars. You don't have a house. You don't have utility bills except for your cell phone, let's say. And that's a business. What does it cost you personally to live? So our cost is pretty much the same as it was when we lived in our sticks and bricks house. The difference is our variable costs. Our fixed costs are less and our variable costs are higher because we're, we're doing things in places, you know, basically we live where people vacation. So we get up and go to work every morning. We're super diligent about starting our day early. We get our stuff done. And then when we're done, we go out and, and enjoy the area. So like we were just recently in Park City and we rented electric bikes for the day. And uh, we whitewater rafting. We rented a boat in Lake Powell couple months ago so so those are things that that cost our, our yeah, lifestyle kind of like you're you're on vacation all the time almost so i can see that right if you're not driving well, it is you're spending well not necessarily we do a lot of stuff we do a lot of hiking you know we're, we're big into hiking and mountain biking and you know things of that nature but the difference is when we go somewhere you know we can't play putt putt in every town we go to we can't ride go-karts in every town we go to you can go to every fudge shop and every ice cream shop. So it, it really is more big ticket things when we do them. 
you know, like we were in Wyoming and we went whitewater rafting. So there, there's things that we do, but when we do them, they're not an $8 experience. They're usually significantly more, and that's just okay. That's what we chose to do. I mean, I know people who live our lifestyle who basically live on $3 a day. We don't do that. We go to places we want to be, and then we do the things we want to do. We, we love to find the, the local places to eat. The, you know, we, we're total foodies, so we enjoy that. It's one of the reasons we like Asheville so much is there's so many cool places to eat here, lots of breweries. So we're very free when it comes to that part of it. And that's by choice. We could certainly do it a lot less. We could do it a lot better. I mean, there's a lot of things we could do. It's yeah, because but, but you know, because I live in a, a beach town, right? And it's extremely hard for us to eat in. You know, we still do, yeah. but it just you're living in a atmosphere, and uh, and it's probably the same for you. You're in a new place. You want to go explore, and then when you're exploring, there's opportunities to eat or whatever. So. Let's get back to the question. What do you think? Do you know what you spend? Is it twenty grand a month? Are you spending? You know, while we're, you're we're out probably there? we're probably in the range of ten to twelve thousand a month. Okay, it's probably a, a fair ballpark. That's not bad, considering you know, and and probably three of that is fixed, and nine of it is variable. You know what I mean? Like three of it is yep, cost gasoline. Shit, gasoline is probably fifteen hundo. Well, if you're in California, it's about fifteen thousand. <laughs> <laughs> we were just in Yosemite. We we went through a, a, a trek through Yosemite and Sequoia, and all. I was paying four eighty nine a gallon for fuel out there. Just a whole different bird, you know. We're, right now, I think I paid two eighty nine at the Ingles here in in Asheville yesterday. So yeah, it it definitely is that. The other thing is, you know, there's unexpected costs. We've had some issues with our camper just in the last few months, and there's costs that go into that, just like there'd be costs that go into your house. And I'll tell you one of the other things that's very interesting that we've come to appreciate is, you know, we tend to eat good food. I don't want to say we eat 100% organic, but we do pretty pretty close to it when we go to the grocery store. So we don't, we're not able to really shop bulk places, Costco's or Sam's, because we don't really have the room for it. And we also aren't really able to be picky about what grocery store we go to. So when we're, when we're in a town, we go to the grocery store and buy what we need to buy. And that doesn't sound like a big deal, but over a year of doing that, you know, it, you, in South Carolina, you guys have all these great grocery store, Trader Joe's, great grocery store. You could save some significant money shopping there, but if you don't have that, all those things add up. The, the pennies make nickels and the nickels make dimes, the dimes make quarters, or do, quarters make dollars. And, um, so, but it's just, it's just the cost of doing business in our world. And that's how we look at it. So uh, let's talk about your travels. Like you've been at it for three years, right? Like where, is it all local United States and Canada? I mean, where, where are you going? Where have you been? So we've been pretty much through every single state. Uh, we don't put a sticker on our map until we've stayed in that state. And with the exception of Illinois, we've done everything West. We've done every single state. We've done a ton of national parks. Last winter, we spent the winter in Breckenridge. We're going to spend the winter in Breckenridge again this year. Our family loves to ski, so we'll take our camper up. We'll we'll uh, skirt it up, put some heaters in it, and enjoy the, the mountains for the winter. This summer, we traveled a lot. We left Asheville in August 1st, and we went to Florida and went scalloping, Mississippi, Austin, 
Reno, Lake Tahoe, Napa, Yosemite, Sequoia, Joshua Tree, Vegas, Lake Powell, Park City, South Dakota, North Dakota, Omaha, Destin. I mean, we did all that in two months. Jeez, wow. Okay, so what's the what's the overall plan? Are you going to stop, or do you think you'll just keep going? Like we're going to go until <laughs> we're 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 going to go until we're done. So one of the number one questions that I get asked is, "How long are you guys going to do this for?" Yeah. Lots of people sit out and say, "Hey, I'm going to go on a road trip for six months, or I'm going to go for a year, or whatever." Our plan is to go until we're all done. It's a family. We all talk about it. We talk about it often. We take a, a pulse for everybody, like, how's everybody doing? Is everybody happy? And, hey, look, there's days when it's like it gets on your nerves. I mean, we live in 300 square feet. There's four of us. But the overall consensus, everybody still loves what we're doing. They still love our lifestyle. Um, there, there's been some really cool unintended benefits that I would have never expected. So yeah, like uh, one, of the question, one of the other questions we get asked a lot about our friendships. And our friendships are actually better today than they ever have been with the friends that we have both friends back home in Florida and friends that we've met traveling so we've got to spend a significant amount of time with people on the road that we would have never got to spend time with in places like Omaha Nebraska and so we're, we're super oh, diligent oh, about oh, um, because your friends your friends fly out to meet me no we'll see people in their hometown so you go to a, oh, a go bonus oh, event oh because oh, oh, oh I see because you're because you're actually face to face with real people, rather than exactly. you know on social. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I could see that. Right, I could see that. You have, you would have more friends that are beyond superficial uh, internet friends because you're like, hey, we're in Omaha. Let me go see my buddy Jeff Cohn or my buddy, you know, whoever lives in Omaha. And that's uh, right. Yeah, oh, that's good. And when oh. we go back to Florida we're super diligent about making plans before we get there to see the friends we want to see. So, you know, everybody's busy, you know, in society, our society is so busy with so many things, kids activities and sports and music and plays that you name it. Right. And so when we go, we're, we're like, Hey, we're going to be in town in a month. Let's set some time aside. And so we've really got to spend more time with our friends back in Florida, even though before we lived 20 minutes from them, we may not see them for six months because everybody was busy. Well, now when we come in town, we're super diligent about making sure we see people. Uh, like last night, we went up to this little town outside of Asheville called Hot Springs. We went hiking with this family who we met in Breckenridge. They're from Florida. They were traveling full time. They since have bought a house here, but they have three kids. We went for a hike. We got pizza, went back to their house, hung out, visited. Like we would have never done that. You, you just, you, you wouldn't make the intention of doing that. So we've also met some really great friends traveling, uh, this family in particular, and another family we met in Breckenridge last year. They have kids our age. We traveled with them for about two months this summer. So it's a, I would have never thought that would be, but it's been really, really awesome to, to have establish and go deeper with some friends that we probably would have never had otherwise. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. The wrong tribe confounds, the right tribe compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires at $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. 
All right, so let's talk about some things. Well, let's just keep talking about this because I think it's very interesting. And, you know, one of the things, my kids are 23 and 25, and my wife and I joke about this because we, you know, we did some traveling, nowhere near like you on the local end, but, you know, we flew a lot of places. We did a lot of shit when they were young. And uh, I joke sometimes that we created monsters. And by that, it's kind of like, be careful what you do because you know, as they get older, you kind of scratch their record as far as like traveling risk, which is to their benefit because it's a beautiful thing when you travel and explore. But as parents, you worry, right? So like our youngest, you know, spent the summer in Peru and then the next summer she spent in Ghana, right? And then, you, you know, and then she's getting ready to go to India and she's 23 years old. And it's like, it's like, and this is awesome stuff. Yet at the same time, it's, you know, what we did as they're younger. So she's much more confident while all her friends would like never think about, you know, going to Ghana for a summer. Right. And uh, so we joke about it, but it's not right or wrong. It's just interesting as the dynamic, as your parent, as you get older, you worry. Right. And then you're like, uh, are you sure you want to go to Ghana? Why don't you just go to mississippi or something you know (laughs) i don't know ghana maybe i don't know if you've been to mississippi lately ghana may be actually better (laughs) yeah it very well could be right i mean she loved it there she loved it there and she met some great it's like you said matter of fact she met friends in peru and in ghana but she met um this one group of hers that lived in a house in Peru with a, with a house mother while they were there, they had like five bedrooms, five other girls. She's still friends with, she sees them two or three times a year. So, um, so it's kind of goes to what you said on them, on the friends. So, so you know, Pat, uh, if, yeah, if I may, may interject on that, because yeah, please, that's sure. actually a real conversation that, that our family has often with our kids. So our kids have hiked in more national parks, jumped off of more cliffs into rivers. You know, I, I joke by the time they're 16, I'm going to have to take them hang gliding in Paraguay for them to get excited about something, right? Yeah. But it gives us a great opportunity to talk about how blessed our family is. And we, we always go back to our faith. Our faith is super important in our household. And, you know, the opportunities that we have to not take them for granted. Because they're at that age now, like, oh, we're going to go for a hike. And as soon as we're on the hike for three minutes, they're like, this is so awesome. They, you know, they're like, they're bounding off the rocks and running ahead. And we get done. They're like, this is the best hike we've done. And they almost say that every time. And so we're, we're super diligent about that conversation with them. And, you know, when we started, my son was eight and my daughter was six. So they couldn't fully appreciate what we were doing. They just couldn't. Right. But they're starting to really grasp it now. Like my son's like, Mom, I want you to homeschool me all the way through college. Like, they, they get that, right? They get the, the blessing that we have of, this, of the time we get to spend as a family. And I can say honestly, like, if something were to happen to me today, I would know that I had a significant impact in my kids' lives and my wife's life because of the amount of time we've got to spend together. And they, I see a lot of me in them, the good and the bad, right? And the, ma- the bad is always magnified, I think. But, but I'll tell you, honestly, it's such an amazing thing to get them to see and do these things. And it, 
but I, on the other side of it, I do think about, you know, I, I joke like, Hey, imagine their first road trip across the country with their buddies. So like, sit down, shut up, get in the back seat. We're going to stay at this Walmart. We're going to, you know, tent camp in this national park. We'll do this. You know, we'll take showers over here because they've, they've seen and done so much of it, but it's also teaching them that there's no boundaries. They can create whatever kind of right. life they want to create. Right. No, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. It's, uh, you know, it's not right or wrong. It's just, uh, and, and it's fascinating. I mean, it's great. But it is a real consideration. I want you to know, like, I, I completely appreciate where you're coming from with your daughter. So I think about that all. My daughter will be that one. You know, she's like, I'm going to go live in a tribe. I can already hear. I, like, it's totally like, that would be, <laughs> right, right. That would be in her. That, right? You know? <laughs> right? I'm like, you, you know that you will be the only white person on the continent, right? Like, that's okay. I'll figure it. <laughs> that happened to Kaylee. She missed her, she missed her flight. And um, she ended up having to take a bus where she was the only white person on the bus in Ghana. And the bus ride was 12 hours long <laughs> through the back of Ghana. You know, who knows where she was on a dirt road for 12 hours, you know. And, but, I mean, it, she'll never forget it. It's a great memory, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that, and that's what she wanted to do, you know. I mean, she loved it. So, you know, I think, I think the other part of that equation is, and I, and I think that, you know, you obviously travel and you're, you're certainly well-traveled enough to know this that it's not usually as bad as it's sensationalized in the media. Mm-mm. You know, you, you go to these places. It's usually and safer than really, Yeah, safer than Charlotte. There, North there's Carolina, really good you know? people. That's right. There's really good people all over the place. And there's really bad people all over the place. There's really bad people in our backyard right now, you know. And so I think it's just having the, the wisdom to know, like, hey, don't, don't go down a dark street in the middle of the night. If you go looking for trouble, you can find it. If you're smart and you're safe, and that, that exists everywhere. Yeah. And it, it's kind of funny that we're having this conversation because, like, in our country, we've been in and out of a lot of places in this country, in a lot of nooks and crannies, in a lot of big cities. And I can tell you that the majority of our society in the United States, the vast majority, I'm talking 95-plus percent, are all just good people trying to make right by their family. And I don't care what race they are. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what ethnicity they are. I've had every one of them hold the door for me and me hold the door for them and say good morning to them and they say good morning to me. And, you know, it, it's not as bad as, as it would seem if you watch the media. We live in a really great country and there's a lot of really great people. Even though we may differ in some of our views, at the end of the day, they're generally pretty good people in this country. And I would say that would happen around the world. You know, I, I, I haven't traveled worldly like that, but I would venture to say, you know, you go to these places and they're just trying to take care of their families at the end of the That's, day. You know, at the end of the day, you're right. That's all they're trying to do, right? That's all anybody's trying to do. So, so on your drives, yep. like how many, like you stop off, how many days do you stay in each spot? It depends. It depends on what we're doing. So, like, right now we're in Asheville for just a little over two weeks. We were supposed to be here for a month, but we were late getting here because we had some issues with our camper, and we have to leave early to get some more work done on our camper. We'll be in Breckenridge for four months. Over the summer, we traveled every four or five days. So it just depends. It depends on what we're after. You know, on our travel days, we tend to travel. We try to keep it around 250 or 300 miles in a day. That's good enough for our family. 
Yeah, a lot in Walmarts. Depending on where we're going, we use Walmarts. We don't like live in them, but we'll use. You mean you mean you just stop. use the parking lot? You sleep in the parking lot yep. of a Walmart? They they don't mess yep. with you. It, it depends. Any metropolitan area, you can't do it. They've banned it in pretty much every metropolitan area. What, what happens? The People have taken advantage of it. On the door, or or uh, or the police, or or the cops, or you know whatever. Knock on wood, we haven't had that happen. But but I know. You know, pretty much if you're outside of a city 50 miles, you're pretty much good. The people just, you know, for a long time, Walmart's like, hey, just ruined it for everybody. So we, we, we'll we do that a lot. We sometimes will stay, we stayed on the side of the road and pull outs. And, you know, it just depends. It depends on where we are. West Coast versus East Coast is totally different, too. In the West part of our country, if you can find a place to fit, you can stay pretty much. There's tons of BLM land summer before last we spent a lot of time boondocking just staying out on public land which is free Wait, let me slow you down boondocking yep boondocking what and that means staying on public land like what's public so land? It, like park service land like what the hell's how do you no, know so there so so there's national parks there's national forest there's state forest and then there's you know all sorts of other things that go along with it in the west part of our country the government owns millions of acres it's called bureau of land management who, who looks after it and it's for everybody to use so there'll be places where you can pull off and go down, drive down this little dirt road and you find a place that you can just stay there it's but there's no hookups there's no you have to be self-contained to do that and so outside a lot of the national parks you cannot do that inside the national parks They're, they won't let you do that now if you're backpacking and tent camping that's something different but as far as you know, pulling your rig in there and things of that nature. But we, like summer before last, we stayed out of two and a half months. We only stayed in a campground three weeks. Um, we stayed on, we stayed on free land. We stayed with some friends on their property for a couple of weeks. We hoteled it for a little bit. So it all depends. But on the East Coast, it's not, it's not like that. The East Coast is different. And I, I don't know why it is, but pretty much on the East Coast, you're going to stay in a campground wherever you are state park national park or public campground wow that's crazy crazy now let me ask you this like are you saving money now or are you just spending everything that you're earning while you're traveling so we are saving money now we we've been um super diligent about getting all of our debt paid off we had accumulated some debt getting our mortgage company up and running and things of that nature and so now we're we're into we want to have ourselves in a great cash position which we are I mean, we don't have oodles, but we have a significant amount saved up, and we're going to, our, our goal in the new year is to start working towards buying, working on horizontal income, obviously. What, what other, about the other neat, go ahead. I was just going to say, one of the other neat things is I just get to meet people all over the place, and, and my number one God-given gift is I'm a connector, and I, I just get to meet people who are telling me about different opportunities they have, or Wait a minute, you're, you're a connector, so you're you're an engager. Your superpower is being able to talk to people. That's right. Okay. Hands down. Hands down. What's your kryptonite? Systems, seeing things through. And that's where your wife comes in, huh? Correct. She's the systems. She's the high C. Y you got it. To, to the, Literally to a fault for me. <laughs> she drives me crazy. What so time are you going to be home in a while? That's not a time. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Now, did you spend any time physically 
uh, getting the mortgage quote unquote office set up or is it all virtual? And did you just kind of like set it up and then, and, and then take off or, well, or set it's it all up happened from the since camper? we've been on the road. The whole so, thing has been built from the camper. So I'm trying to visualize this. So you, you buy a branch office, right? And then, but you don't have an address and, and then you hire mortgage officers virtually and you teach them how to deal, how to get leads for mortgage loans online. Is that, am I That's getting right. that right? Well, not online. They, they go into the communities. They're in a community. So, you know, we, we have people in, uh, I think we're licensed in seven different states right now. So they're like and community so loan have, officers, just like any other loan yeah. officer. But they don't have an office, per se, and they just they talk to you guys, and then you know you give them the rates and blah blah blah, and handle all that. We we we've taught them we taught them to be great. We've taught them to be great loan officers, basically. So um, our veteran, he's been with us two years. Uh, he started when he was twenty-two years old with us. He just turned twenty-five. He'll he'll write sixty loans this year. He's only his second year in the business. And he just follows our system. He, he, he does everything we ask him to do. And when he started with us, he looks like he's about 14. He's a super awesome young man. And literally, he's like, everything we tell him to do, he does it. And his business is just growing exponentially. And so we, we've kind of, in the mortgage business, the, the mortgage industry as a whole is aging rapidly. Because people don't want to take on new loan officers. It's a lot of work to train a new loan officer and get them up to speed and get them, you know, to do the activities they need to do every single day. So we have found people who are new and Linda's willing to train them. And then they're, you know, they're people that we've known or people that come to us through whatever sources or resources we have. And uh, it's just, we've just built a really great business with it. And I also have another opportunity where I help some of my real estate buddies start mortgage branches. So I've been able to do that with some of my friends around the country and, you know, have an additional pillar to their, to their real estate business. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. So then you get overrides off of their branch office, say. Yeah, I, I get just a little bit, but a little bit over a lot makes a lot, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good gig. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Tribe of Millionaires. Which character in Tribe of Millionaires uh, do you associate yourself most with, would you say? I haven't read that book yet. I just got it when we were in Florida. I had it shipped to us, and it went to our Florida address. Oh, right. Really you, don't, you, don't have it, you, don't, you, you don't have the address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but, I, so, but I have so, it laying on my dining room table. I'll be reading <laughs> it soon. All right, Jason, how do you give back? So uh, we tithe we tithe regularly to our church, and we actually support several different churches. Churches that we you know attend while we're on the road. Uh, we we give to two different missionaries that are around the country. One one is local, one is in Cambodia. Uh, we actually met the family in Yellowstone. Super hmm. awesome no family, and they were they were uh, we just met them at the campground we were at. We had them over for dinner, and they were basically committing to. I don't want to say a lifetime, but a significant commitment to go to Cambodia, learn the culture, learn the language, and everything like that. And so we support them. And uh, we're, so you we're give them money. You give them money back. so so you give them money so that they could go to Cambodia, basically. Yep, exactly. And we give it to them monthly. 
And then we have another and young there, man in, who there is in on Cambodia. The... Yep, yep. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Go ahead. You have a young. And we have man. another young man who's in Clemson, Clemson University, and he's doing an outreach there. So we support him. He's he's got a uh, doing a really great work on the college campus there at Clemson, which I I like Clemson anyway. But he's a he's a great guy. And then we support our churches, and we we do a lot with our time as well. You know, I just had somebody reach out to me who was looking for a donation. I said, you know, I'm happy to give you some money, but how about I help you with, with your, um, with what you're after and what you're trying to accomplish with your non-for-profit. So, so we're, we've always given that that's, that's a natural thing for us, but we've also started giving more with our time and, you know, trying to help people in some of the ways when they're trying to get something started or, you know, whatever the case may be. So. Well, that's good. Love it. All right. Let's wrap this up with a spin of the GoBundance app. I am going to generate a card, and uh, Jason is going to get hit with it. Hold on, Jason. All yeah. right, <laughs> Mr. Jason Shimpa, here is your question for the GoBundance app. What's the closest you have ever come to death? Whew. I would say probably when I was younger, I was jumping off of a rock formation into the water, and I went to jump, and my foot slipped inside of my shoe that I had on and I barely cleared the rocks below it. And that would have been ugly. Mm. Yeah. You know, you whenever you, cause I've done a bunch of the cliff dot jumping and stuff like that. And you always watch other people and you're like, well, there's no way you could really hit those things below, but there, there's <laughs> definitely a way and that's just slipping, you know, I mean, you really got to be careful. That's, anyways that's uh well that's good you know it's funny how you remember that right you remember it so vividly and your friends or whoever was up top was like oh my god <laughs> yep i was uh, i was in boone north carolina and it was a wall that you jumped off of into this pond below and, and i had on it's funny that you say that because i can tell you the kind of shoes i had on i had on those nike sandals when they first came out and i went to jump and my foot just slipped it, inside of it and it just caused me to nearly trip and i'm like whoa come on come on <laughs> it was it was it's definitely i remember it there is no doubt about it wow well this has been awesome bro i hope to uh get with you face to face in the near future for sure and i appreciate you coming uh on the go abundance podcast yeah thanks for the opportunity man i love go abundance you guys have been awesome it's been a it's been a great year for me and and I love that it's caused me to just think so much bigger about everything in my life. So I appreciate what you guys have done to, to put together this amazing tribe. It's, it's been, I've met some amazing, amazing people because of this. So thank you guys for, for all you've done to make this thing what it is. And I'll be in Aspen, so hopefully I'll see you there. There you go. Well, we'll definitely be in Aspen. And uh, we'll talk about all kinds of good stuff. So I look forward to uh, hanging out and uh, breaking some bread with you. Sounds good, brother. Have an amazing rest of your day. All right, you too, Jason. Enjoy Asheville. Thanks. In life, to be honest, I failed as much as I've succeeded. But I love my wife. I love my life. And I wish you my kind of success.
stepped to me, bitch. Now you 